The Jay Doherty Podcast, episode number two, recorded Monday, August 28th, 2017. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Doherty, and this is the Jay Doherty Podcast. Uh, this is episode two, as I said. I like to state the, I like to restate the uh, podcast episode number uh, when I actually start, just kind of for my own record. Um, so this is the second episode, uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I I think the podcast is doing pretty well, even though we're only on our second episode. Uh, we got a lot of views on YouTube. Well, not a lot, uh, but uh, a, a substantial amount. I, I got more than I actually thought I would, and I um, am glad about that. Um, and, and oh yeah, and also yesterday, my, one of my biggest mistakes, I like to reflect on the podcast and share uh, with you so I can kind of learn from my mistakes and then use uh, the other stuff, you know, you know other uh, information that I might have from that podcast to not only share with you, but also share share with myself so I can correct my mistakes, uh, but, uh, one of the things that, uh, I messed up on yesterday is I did not state the website, yes, we do have a website, it is quanticotechradio.com, quanticotechradio.com, you can find all sorts of things over at that website, uh, and, uh, you know, we, you can actually listen to the audio file, uh, on, on there, you go to quanticotechradio.com slash podcast, and that'll take you right to the page where we have all of our uh, all of our episodes, and you can even tweet and share the podcast on, on Google or email it to someone. And then there's actually a watch on YouTube button that'll take you right over to the YouTube channel so you can listen to the podcast over there, uh, or if you want to share it with someone. And um, also, the other thing I forgot to mention that I actually left in the comments and let all all of you guys, all of the listeners know, uh, you if you want a shout out on the podcast, uh, at the end of the podcast, we're going to do shout outs now, uh, um, and just leave a comment down below uh, for your chance to get a shout out. Right now at the stage of the podcast, because we don't have that many uh, listeners, uh, you know, and I, hopefully we're going to grow, um, we are probably going to do pretty much a lot of the people uh, that comment. No promises, obviously, but I think a lot of people that comment will uh, get a shout out or will at least have their chance. So today's episode is um, kind of more specific than yesterday's. Yesterday's we outlined uh, what uh, you, what it looks like in my room, my studio place where I do all of this stuff. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about how to plan a short film and the tips um, and tricks that you can learn uh, today and also like the mistakes that I made that I really need to learn uh, about short films and just even producing a video itself. Uh, But this is mostly going to be dedicated to short films and um, just like on set stuff where you're not in a studio, where you're actually outside filming stuff. Um, I just wrapped up a project, which is a fairly big project, um, and I'm not going to say who it was for, um, but I was able to um, do a film project for um, someone's company, and it was just like a little short, little promotion video, um, 
but I I was able to do it, and I just wanted, I, I took a lot of notes and did some behind-the-scenes footage, and I just wanted to share that uh, on the podcast or just any form of media. Um, but a lot of people, what a lot of people don't understand is that that uh, films are, are the, you know, the production of films are sp- split into three sections, and you may have heard this before, um, pre-production, production, and post-production. So, um, you know, pre-production, in my opinion, so... They're all very important. All of these sections are extremely important, and you cannot make a film without any of them. Um, pre-production is basically, I mean, in the name, it's just basically, you know, um, do, doing all your prep work for the film, which is a lot of stuff, and mostly that probably takes the longest. Um, it's just planning out the film and all of that type of fun stuff. And then when it comes to production, this is actually filming, actually getting the actors in position, uh, make sure everything's running smoothly, have the boom pole operator make sure that they're all, um, you know, uh, good, there's no injuries of the actors, all the actors actually show up for their um, film or, um, you know, whatever they're there to do. And then uh, post-production is um, also very important, and that's like editing, sound design, choosing what music goes in, that's all very important uh, to film. All of these sections are equally important, uh, and as I said, you cannot do anything, uh, any, you cannot produce a film without uh, doing any of these like sections, you can't leave one out uh, and hope that everything goes well. Uh, I mean, hypothetically speaking, the one that you could leave out um, is pre-production. But I did that once, or well, I did not. I never left any section out, but I did not do as good of a job, and I did not plan out as well um, my pre-production as well as I could have, and I did not put as much effort because, frankly, I was just ex- excited to film the project, and the project did not turn out well. It did not did not seem good at all. So let's talk about the three sections. Um, we'll start with pre-production because, you know, beginning seems like a great place to start most of the time. Um, let's, so pre-production is... Writing the script, that's the, like, king of pre-production. That's what you have to do um, when you're when you're doing this. And I know I'm kind of sounding, like, very lecture-related or informational in this podcast, but, like, a lot of people don't understand what this is, and if they want to understand it, they either have to go to, like, a camera shop or, like, a, take a online course that costs, like, 2000 bucks, um, which I'm sure you guys don't want to spend that money, uh, whoever's listening, and, um, this is kind of also an outline of my personal experience when I was filming this, uh, short film. So, the first thing that you want to do, um, when, and this is all hypothetically speaking, what I'm talking about here, I forgot to mention that, um, but the first thing you want to do is plan out your script. So, you know, make sure you have to use, um, uh, if, if you're working with other people, I would use a professional scripting program. Not all of them cost money. I actually use one that's free. It's called Fade In, and it's a great project. You can print out the script. Um, I believe, I mean, the only thing is they bug you to spend money, like, all the time, but it's free. Um, and the best way to script, in my opinion, is use what I like to call director director's talk. So, um, when you're scripting, it's not... It's not necessarily like you're just writing in Google Drive, like you're writing, you know, uh, character 
um, let's say the characters named are Anna and Bob, you're not going to write, like, in scripting, you know, for professional films, you're not just going to write, Anna uh, says, hi, Bob, how are you? And then Bob responds, oh, I'm great. That's not, I mean, although that's, like, the basic basics of scripting, that's not what your actually your final product script should look like, um, at least from my experience. You want to use um, what I like to call the eight key principles of scripting. Um, those are scene headings, action, character, um, parenthetical, dialogues, transitions, shot numbers, and unformatted text. So those are eight things that you have to, that I include in my script, and really it gets communication across very well. So on top of every scene, I have a scene heading, and then if a character, if I want a character to motion or move, then I put an action, and you know, I, I put an action, and every time there's an action of a character, um, it's on a certain, you know, part of the script, it's like indented twice or something like that, uh, or, you know, it's just so I can communicate with the, with the director or the producer or whatever, whoever, um, I want to tell this script to, or if I'm writing it, um, and then there's the character, uh, whoever whoever you want the character to be, you kind of, um, you just write the character in, and that normally the character is going to be in the center of the page, uh, and, and then you would write their script down below. And then below that dialogue, obviously that's the basics of it, you just write like, you know, like I was saying, the conversations. Uh, the transitions, this is more editing talk than anything else, um, but yeah, transitions are very important, especially for post-production and editing. Um, if you want a certain transition to make it look more artsy or make it look more like professional or something, uh, you can write that down in the script so the editors, or if you're even editing, you can just make a note for yourself. And then... Uh, the other thing that I mentioned was shots. That was the seventh thing, uh, and that's very important for uh, post-production as well and editing. Uh, you want to write down, if you want, if the director or the scriptwriter wa wants or feels like there's a certain shot that would convey the message of what you're trying to tell or, you know, a certain angle. Like if you, sometimes if you go um, like of, to the side of their face, like a very close-up shot and move it slowly, that can convey like sadness or just deepness and feeling and emotion, um, or you can, you know, use, um, you know, something that's maybe a little bit brighter, and the camera moves faster, and there's, sh um, you know, cutting to all these different angles, that might be uh, something you might, you might want to do for a kind of a happy feel, happy, uh, you know, just, um, feeling of the film in, in total, and then there's unformatted text, which I have been using a lot lately, just because I think, um, I mean, it's kind of like just a note, in my opinion. It's just kind of like a side note to whatever you're talking about. Um, and, yeah, so that's basically what what um, the unform unformatted text, at least from my experience, is. The next step in pre-production, and this is all in my opinion, and most filmmakers, I would say, would agree with this, um, and just people who do this for fun. Like, I, I am not saying that I do this professionally, obviously. I'm still in school. I don't, I mean, I... This is just for fun, but um, if I can make some money off of it, then I will um, try and do that. Just because, just I like to save up and you know, and stuff like that. And I think it's fun to do these kind of films, and and I really like you know directing them and producing them. Uh, and most of the time, I'm actually doing the producing because um, I I like doing all that type of stuff. The production, the post. I'm I'm mainly focused in post production, but I. 
um, see all the people pre-producing stuff, and even the stuff that I don't get paid for, I, you know, just, I just do most of, like, 99% of this, I just do for fun, but I still like to do this process because it's so important, and most of the films that I do for fun, um, are not really uploaded to the internet, um, but I share them with people if they want them. But the next thing that you you want to do for planning a short film that I did for my most recent project, which I was um, able to get paid a, some well, just a small amount of money for, um, is location scouting. Most of the time, you're um, the people you know who you're working with will probably have an idea of where you want the location. The director will most likely have an idea for location scouting, um, and. So, yeah, I mean, if it's not that hard. It, sometimes it can be, though, if you're looking for a very specific setting and you can't buy a set, obviously, um, because you're on a budget. And that brings me into my next thing, how you budget your short film. Budgeting is extremely, extremely important for short films, especially if you're the director or the producer. You have to make sure that you're budgeting your equipment. If you're renting equipment, you have to budget that. You have to make sure that you're budgeting um, the actors getting paid and fed and all of your crew getting fed because you you probably have to hire a crew if you're doing something professional. Um, And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that if you're actually going to do a short film, it's not like a one-man game. There's actually a lot of people that go into it, and I think that's very important to realize. Um, and then, so yeah, that goes that goes into budget. You just want to make sure that you're budgeting everything correctly. So if you're on a budget, then yeah, that's you just want to make sure that you can um, do what you want to do, and you know have the budget, have the money to do it. And then props. Uh, depends on the short film. I think props are probably more important in like action films if you want to get like a gun or like a weapon or something. Uh, that's probably really important. Uh, but props can go from anything like as small as a uh, you know a uh, necklace that a person wears. That's a prop to something that's like a an, an enormous like tank. That's a prop. So like you know props range from small to big, and a lot of people don't notice that props that a character could be wearing. Um, or holding a bunch of props, and, you know, they don't really realize it, but props are mostly used for, like, non, or for fiction stuff, and nonfiction is, um, not really used, props are not really used, um, as much as they would be, um, in fiction. And then, the other thing that's extremely important is getting people there, transportation. You want to have great transportation, whether it be public transportation, you want to budget that into your short film as well. Make sure that you have all those people that are getting on the train, getting, uh, you know, getting on the bus, whatever you want, whatever you have in mind. You can even, um, you know, opt or someone maybe opt to drive um, the person where, you know, the actors or the crew, wherever they need to be. Uh, And sometimes the actors or the crew will um, say oh yeah we can get there by ourselves we don't you know we don't need you to pay for it because you know most of the time that's not the case but you know if if they do it's very very uh, helpful obviously then uh, rehearsing but most of the time this is um, not terribly hard especially if you have the script and the actors have read over it and um you know, the people who have been doing it uh, are very, um, you know, they know the script and they know uh, a lot of it. And hiring crew is also very important. Most of the time, uh, before you start even pre-producing your film, you will have a hired crew or you have people in mind that you might want to use for your um 
for your crew and for whatever you want to do. And then you also need to pay and feed your actors. This is probably the most important thing that I've realized. Even though I've not really taken care of all the, you know, budgeting and feeding of the actors and stuff, I've seen that you need, you have to, no matter what you're doing, you have to pay and feed your actors. Well, most importantly, pay, but also you need to, well, they're both important. I shouldn't say that because feeding is also important. But you really need to make sure because they can actually go after you um, and sue you if you don't. I read this in an article that, Actors, if if you don't pay them and or like if you don't give them a lunch break or something and you don't pay them on or feed them on set, that um, you can get in big trouble, um, which obviously you don't want to do that. And that brings me back. That brings me uh, talking about suing. That brings me into safety. Safety is the number one priority. And I'm not saying like you know all those people just say like oh, safety is number one. I'm actually serious though because. If some if an actor gets hurt under your watch or an actor, you know, damages themselves or, you know, breaks a bone or gets hurt on set, the person who or is overseeing you, which is most likely the director or producer, they can get sued and so can the company that is running the film uh, or shooting the film. They can get sued big time like for the rest of their life because they weren't you know, in proper place, um, and most of the time, you can avoid being sued by just insuring them before, if they're doing, like, an action scene, uh, making sure that their health insurance will be covered if they break themselves, their, you know, their health insurance, uh, will be covered by the, uh, film company or by whoever is paying them to, uh, actually do the film, and then, um, you know, make sure they have costume, that's the other thing, you want to plan out your costume design, uh, and a lot of people have costume designers on films, which their job is extremely important because they have to have they have to pick a costume that will convey a message uh, to their viewers and just to the people that are watching the film, and also the actors so they can kind of set the mood uh, for the actual thing. So that's basically what pre-production is. In my opinion, that's probably the longest uh, state of of production in general, and I think it's also probably one of the most important. Um, and I know I keep saying that that all of them are equal important but they are and they're they're all very um important i think pre-production and post-production really need to be uh kind of are overlooked i would say not all the time but sometimes in editing pre and pros pre pre and post-production uh are starting to be a tongue twister uh they can actually be overlooked and it does not just trust it does not look good if you don't do any of those things so make sure that you're uh, going ahead and taking those steps to actually plan out and uh, produce your film because that is the most important. Okay, now we're going to move on to production or production, whatever you want to say. I like to call pre, pro, and post uh, of production. I think those are, um, you know, nice way, <laughs> nice kind of uh, acronym or whatever you want to call it to, um, you know, just plan out your film and remember uh, and outline it to people who are getting new into the film uh, industry and just film in general. So let's do production. Now, in my opinion, not all the time, but the planning of this out, because you already did so much in pre-production, it's not that hard. But production is getting, making sure that the camera, the cameramen and women are 
you know, actually filming, uh, make sure that the actors are in position, make sure everything is running smoothly on set, and then um, make sure, of course, that there's no injuries on set when you're actually filming, especially if there's, like, a fight scene. Um, I I was actually on a set one time. I wasn't working on the film, but I was on a set one time just viewing because I was lucky enough to actually go um, and view what the people were doing and how they were producing their film, and when I was there, there were performing a stunt and uh yeah one of the guys actually got hurt he didn't i think he sprained some some bone or something he didn't break it but he um was not able to act for the rest of the day i believe uh and that i think i believe put them behind on schedule a little bit um but yeah so that that was kind of that's just a lesson learned always be careful about safety because um you know that that's extremely important and like i said i'm not saying that like just to you know be some uh, liberal um, person who cares about safety. Uh, I, I'm saying that because it's true. You have to be careful about safety. And then comes into post-production. Uh, post-production is extremely important as well. Um, and so post-production is like editing, sound design, all of that good stuff. Now, what a lot of people don't realize, in my opinion, I really like sound. So I, in my opinion, uh, editing and film half of it is audio that's that's just my opinion half of vi- half of a film is audio um i love sound design but the thing is about sound design sound design is when the people are actually filming uh when the cameraman and the people are actually filming you may have seen those people who have those microphones they stick them out there on a boom pole and they stick out and they go right in front of the faces of the actors but they want to make sure that they're not you know, in the shot, because they don't, the the people, they don't want the people to see that they're using a boom pole, um, so they hold, there's a boom operator that holds the mic up and right, like, as close as they can get to the actor's mouth so they can hear them, and the, that boom pole operator is only focusing on the character's dialogue, that's their job, they don't focus on background noise, sound effects, they don't focus, if they're on a street, they don't focus on the car noise, uh, they don't focus on any of that. They solely focus on dialogue, and that is only what they do. Uh, so, let's say um, you're at you're in the street, and these microphones that they're using are very high end, and they only record what's nice up and close to them. That's what's called a dynamic microphone. Uh, let's say they're just only recording what's right up and close uh, to them. What will happen in post production is this thing called foley. Foley is sound design, basically coming from other objects um, that that are made in a studio and recorded in a studio. So, I actually made a film where I was opening a tea bag, uh, and um, it was a very like far away shot. So obviously, I couldn't have a mic. Um, in the shot because it was so far away and you would see the microphone. So what I actually did, instead of having the um, the uh, the the tea bag and having those sounds because I thought that opening that in front of a microphone just wouldn't seem convincing. So what I actually did is, and I know this sounds really weird, and you can look up even weirder examples about Foley online, um, but I actually took a um, 
sandwich in tinfoil, and I rubbed my knuckles against it, and then recorded that sound, and then synced it up with the teabag opening, and it sounded perfect. It sounded really good, um, and I'm trying to see if I can actually find that sound effect, but um, if you watch the short film, it's called Getting Up. I did a film. This was the project that I... Um, didn't get paid for it. I just did this for fun, uh, but I spent a lot of time on it. I think I spent like three weeks on it, um, and it was it was very fun, and I really liked it. Um, in the, in the, in total, the whole um, film, and I'm gonna take a screenshot of this and post it on the website quanticotechradio.com. The whole film contains, I would say, over 55 sound effects, and it's only three minutes long, and all of it is inside. So I mean, that fully comes from everything. Like that's not people talking and i mean that comes footsteps uh gunshots um uh snoring if someone's snoring an alarm clock um i'm just trying to think here i actually have the project open right now on my editing software um you know that comes you know footsteps um white noise white noise is extremely important like ambient sounds and white noise that's very very important uh in in terms of um you know fully and sound design but here's this um sound effect with the paper and tinfoil with my knuckles rustling up against it and i know that sounds like so just strange and demented just weird but this is what it sounds like it sounds really really good So yeah, that that was the sound effect, and I know that might sound we- weird, but when you see it synced up with someone opening a tea bag, you might understand that. Like it sounds pretty good, um, and and I think it, it it's a nice little sound effect that I added in because. I mean, I thought, I mean, I, I just liked that really crisp sound, and a lot of people don't realize that in a movie, uh, it's so important that sound is, you know, implemented and utilized in a very well-formatted uh, way. Um, and then, uh, in post-production, also, um, music is very important. You have to select your music, and this is a very long process. Uh, like, it can take months and months and months. I actually am working on a film right now uh, that's being... Um, not delayed, but we built into the delay, but it's taking longer than we thought to get the rights to this music. Um, and yeah, so getting your music, most of the time, I recommend just making it yourself. Uh, you can use, like, you I mean, you can just use GarageBand if that's if that's all what you have, but I mean, there's some great software platforms uh, out there that you can use to um, make sound make music i'm actually i mean i'm using logic for this podcast which kind of overkill for a podcast but um you can you'd make music i made the intro music in logic uh and i'm all of the mu- all the sound that i've probably ever done in any of my professional grade films has have all been um in in uh, in in logic and then the other thing in post-production is um sound effects which i have talked about but also visual effects um you know if there's a gunshot and you didn't have an actual gun go off in in the film uh that's going to be important or, or if you're in, a, in front of a green screen obviously uh you got to implement the background and do those special effects um, and also make sure you have fillers if you for if someone like didn't get the specific shot that they needed or they were one shot uh less than they than they had and they were missing something that is probably a post-production heads nightmare no one wants to ever uh 
have to go back on a day and everyone get in the same clothes and the same this and that and and having to go go back and film you always want to make sure you get a bunch of shots when you're on set when you're on scene because that's extremely important and then the last step of the uh whole thing of the whole post-production and just production overall is finalizing the charges for the client and i'm probably going to make a whole episode about how people charge their clients and i'm not going to tell you how i mean i don't really have any clients honestly but uh I, I do know how people charge their clients. I've sat down with people who, like, actually ha- have um, clients, like, film production clients, and I want to know, and I, I was very interested to know how, what they factor in um, to their you know, charges, and how they, how they charge, and how they make money, uh, and there's, like, I have three things that you always have to factor in when charging, but, um, I don't really want to talk about all of that right now, I think we, I think, um, I think we covered a lot. I think this was a great podcast uh, episode. Please let me know if you want a shout-out in the episode. Go to quanticotechradio.com, and you can go to contact, or just leave a comment on the YouTube video, and uh, just say, hey, can I have a shout-out, and I'll shout-out your username, or you can say, oh, uh, you know, I want a shout-out, and you can tell me what name you want me to put on on there, and I will definitely do that. Also, visit the website quanticotechradio.com. It's a great website. We have all of the information about the show, and you can sign up for our membership and newsletter here at Quantico Technologies. Thank you guys. I really, really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Uh, hopefully, we will have some great content uh, coming up in the future because I think um, what we're doing now, and you know, all of, all of the stuff that we're doing now, I think we're. I think it's pretty good. I think we're. Um, getting off to a pretty good start here, uh, on the podcast, and, uh, I think, uh, you know, I think we're doing well, I think, uh, I, I really hope that everyone is liking the podcast, and, um, yeah, this is the end of the podcast, bye.